Hey, welcome back to the SBP Podcast Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, in case you forgot. And you are listening to episode 172. We are Fade Into Film. Welcome back to the Fade Into Film show panel. We've got uh, Joey Min and Levi Austin Morris. How you guys doing? Hello. Uh, Hello. A little, we- a little under the weather. <laughs> a little under the weather for Joey. Yeah. You're not under the bed, are you? No. <laughs> okay, that's good. We're <laughs> um, in the bathroom. Are you in the bathroom again? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, that would have been an uh, awesome yeah, it, podcast if I, if my microphone was working. It, that would have been fun. It was good to you, listen to it, huh? Yeah, you had things to say. Yeah. You, you did. <laughs> there was literally a party going outside because I was, like I said, I was like schmoozing with people. And I was like, hey, I'm going to do a podcast in the bathroom. <laughs> Just. I love that. I I'm going to have to so send much. you business cards so that the next time you say, I'm going to do a podcast in the bathroom, you can hand out cards <laughs> and let people figure it out. And then Susie has new guests for future podcasts. <laughs> like, Just, yeah. Uh, so, guys, we're talking about our last podcast for the Fading to Film episode 171. Because just as soon as we were, well, we were a little bit in, about 50 minutes in, Joey's microphone died. Yeah. And so he's since brought it back to life, right? <laughs> yes. <Or> is- <laughs> well, now I'm now I'm home, right? I'm not I'm not on the road. I'm not in like yeah, like Canada, out of nowhere, you know. So in the woods, in the woods. Joey Joey brings adventure to our podcast. Yes, he does. <laughs> Travel and adventure with Joey. Oh, <laughs> so we are going into 2024 ill prepared. I may. <laughs> it just seems like. April 2023 was just like not that long ago, Levi. Oh yeah, that I honestly feel like last year went by insanely fast. Yeah. Yeah, and it totally did, and um, that's good. So we won't forget each other when we see each other again next April. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what you look like. Yes. <laughs> Guess what I was thinking about? I was thinking about like what's in store for smartphone filmmakers in 2024. And I thought that probably by looking back a little bit at 2023, I think I have some ideas, guys, about what might happen. One thing that I've been noticing out in the chat rooms of America, no, I'm just kidding, whatever they are, you know, out there on social media commentaries and things like that. One of the things that I'm noticing is a lot more people are saying things like we say, like, you know, you don't need all that gear. It's not all about the gear. It's about the mm-hmm. story. It's about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I think that the the other side of that, like, Levi, you used a gimbal for, for making your film. I and I'm sitting three. Three. Three yeah. gimbals. Gosh. Because um, one's never enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so me, on the other hand, I can't stand gimbals sure yeah 
so that's my thing. And now there are, you know, the technology on the phones has made the stabilization so good that we really don't need so many gimbals for everything. You know, like a lot of people use them for everything. Well, I don't, I don't think people use them enough. <laughs> I, think. I agree. Well, I think people could use them more because I've seen some footage of yeah, headache. <laughs> well, for for movies, though, I don't think you need them for everything. I think for for actual movies, there are certain things that call for it. And it's the same thing with like promo videos, documentaries. They They're pretty good for some things, but... There are a lot of other things that really, I mean, if you're just, whatever. They're just not for me. I don't, I don't really like them, but a lot of people love them. But I see more people agreeing with that, that they don't really need them as much. You know? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, I think, I think with the uh, advancement in technology and like, I'm excited. I haven't purchased it yet, but I like I have plans in 2024 to upgrade my phone because I still have the 11 Pro. Mm. Um, so I plan going up to the 15 um, nice. and I'm excited to play with all of the new um, toys that I that I can, you know, with that. Um, but I do I do acknowledge that I think that the technology is improving. So some things like case in point, I used Filmic Pro for uh filming paralysis and i think that uh the apple team has sort of made that app not as necessary um Mm. because you have access to filming in log or filming a certain frame rate or you know um just on the iphone now which is not something that we had the access to you know when i first started with the four right it's crazy right yeah 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 And so, and I've also noticed lenses. Lenses are doing the same thing where um, not a bunch of people are using lenses. And I don't know if this, you know, we hear more about iPhones than than Android phones and things like that. But that's because they're superior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So according to people... Uh, the lenses on the iPhones are getting so good that they don't really need lenses, which is weird. But there's still, I mean, there's still no anamorphic lens. I mean, I will say to each their own, I still mm-hmm. love the anamorphic lens so much. And I love the moment lens. Like, it gives me a yep. beautiful bokeh background, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I really enjoy oh, playing you know, with lenses. Yeah, something I... Over I filters. To, we all know that... that one of the pioneers in this industry, Filmic Pro, uh, pretty much, even though they're alive, the there's no one there that was working with them originally. And yeah. it doesn't look like they're doing much of anything with it other than just being there collecting what they can. Mm-hmm. And that's not Filmic Pro. Just uh, understand that I'm talking about the company, the, the Bending Spoons company. Mm-hmm. But another thing that has happened since, and more quietly... Uh, by the way, um, is uh, Moondog Labs. Moondog Labs Mm. is kind of quietly sort of disappearing. And I went to verify my suspicions. And sure enough, it looks like all the products on their website Mm -hmm. are sold out. Oh. So, yeah. So that's sad because that is quite literally my favorite lens. Is the <laughs> and, and they're lab. also pioneers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, and, and they were in my podcast uh, way back, kind of like, I can't remember the name, the number of the episode. You guys, I hope you don't expect that much from me. Um, <laughs> I think I think <laughs> listeners are okay. Not <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe I'll put a link to it. If I remember, I'll, I'll throw a link under in, in the notes. But basically... They started out, they they were making their first anamorphic lens when Sean Baker reached out to them and mm-hmm. told them he wanted yeah. one. And so they rushed him the first one, and they were invited to see Tangerine with them at Sundance. I mean, that's amazing. And that movie is still, I think, brilliant. So, yeah. like, yeah, it, it makes me sad because I think they are... Like they were, they were, yeah, I I just thought that movie was so brilliant. And I remember I used to, I, when I first started iPhone make uh, filmmaking, I had no money at all. Um, and so I, I was like dreaming of the day that I'd be able to either afford the lens or win the lens. Cause I knew that your, your, uh, festival, I knew that was one of the prizes. <laughs> um, when I first submitted, uh, my film in 2015, I was like, Ooh, maybe I'll win that lens that I've been wanting for so long. In 2015. Um, oh, actually, I, yeah, no. In 2015, they weren't they weren't in our festival. There was another festival then. Somebody yeah. had that as their prize, yeah. and I remember being like, "I want that lens so badly." Um, and then eventually, I was able to purchase it and play with it. And it's literally my favorite lens. Um, and then I won the last year, so I actually have two of them. <laughs> And I happily took that lens again because I love it. So, yeah. So, so anyway, so there you go. So, so that's how, that's, that's how that happens. But they're, they're in the podcast. I'll share the link to an interview that we did with, with both uh, the co-founders and owners. Anyways, so that, that was kind of sad, but um, in regards to what is happening as the phones, I think keep getting better. Are you guys ever on social media looking at all the ads for all the all the uh, stabilizers and tripod things and weird contractions that there are out there? Are there anything or, um, I, differently cases new? And, or? Yeah, they're just all. There's just such a such a. The world is inundated now. Yeah, yeah. With microphones and um, yeah. for smartphones, don't ask me about the quality of them microphones and little light things and uh, little tripod things and little case things that turn into transformers or whatever. (laughs) I mean, I think, I think with TikTok and social media growing so into what it is and influence influencers becoming a viable career. um, I think that these technology companies are coming up with as many things as they can to sort of, you know, and so some of them are cheap quality, but yeah, like some of them, get the job done. You know, if yep. you need a little ring light, you can now attach it to your phone, you know, and you have yeah. a little ring light right on your phone. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm not seeing that many ads for them, but every once in a while, I certainly do get like a, Oh, take your, you know, vlog to the next level or whatever the kids, <laughs> right. whatever the kids, yeah. <laughs> whatever I they call them, your, your, your <laughs> content, your content. That's what they say. Mm. Take your, yeah. I still um, vlog, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. Uh, it's so funny. But yeah, it's it's just incredible to me how 
We have mobile filmmakers who are saying, you know, basically in, in a lot of ways they're saying less gear is actually good. Concentrate on this other stuff, you know, like the story and the filmmaking yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You know, let's not forget there's post that also happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, how necessary is it? Because I think that what's the reason why we're seeing so many of these products, economical products, should we call them? I don't want to say they're cheap. Because maybe they still work. Budget friendly. Budget friendly, Budget friendly. yes. Inexpensive, yeah. whatever yeah. Um, products. Um, I think the reason they come is because they see an industry yeah. that they could benefit from. Oh, for sure. And that's why they're there. But for everyday cinematic <laughs> mobile filmmakers, it's actually a little bit of the opposite. So I have, um, I have like this little drawer, this little cabinet that stores all of my gadgets, mm-hmm. my phone gadgets. Um, and it is, it has grown massively over the years, but I, I will be honest, I, I don't use a lot of it. Like it's something that I purchased either, you know, back in the day when I only had a certain amount of money. So I was like, well, this is going to be good for now. Yeah. So it was like the clip on lenses or, you know, and I have like a microphone that you can plug into your phone so that you have better quality that goes into your phone as opposed to just using the the microphone that's built into the phone. Right. Um, and so like there's little gadgets that I have and I, I don't think that they'll ever not be... Um, like even for filmmakers, like I still get excited about something new, you know, like like I I haven't been for a little while. But like um, like you, Susie, brought up the thing that you were talking the Zacuto. Uh, yeah, the Zacuto. And you're very <laughs> excited about that, you know, and so, so like, there's, excited that I knew yeah. exactly what you were talking about. You <laughs> did. And I actually yeah. have been getting ads for that now, too. So I'm like, oh, our phones are listening. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but um I haven't gotten like super excited about something, but I still, I still do get excited and I still do want to purchase it and play with it and see, you know, will this become a part of my sort of tool belt? Um, because I still have the first gimbal I ever bought. It's, it's, it's not great. I think you should definitely try it. I'm surprised you didn't get one with all the awards you've been getting. Oh, Um, well, (laughs) thank you. Well, they're going to be, they're going to be at our film festival. So you'll have, you'll have a chance you know, to, to steal one from, from a filmmaker. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, I mean, I'll that's supposed mine, to be your prize. I'm going to take it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, you know, to be honest with you guys, we're talking about the smart Z finder from Segudo. The thing that I think people miss a lot is that they don't understand that you could stick your entire hand in there and that what you see isn't the view from a view found finder. It's like the entire screen and it's all nice and lit up in the yeah. dark in like, it's like, it's like you just walked into your own theater. You know, and you can still touch the screen and do all the controls, all the slides, all the tappings and all the enlarge and pinching and unpinching and all that stuff that you do when you're yeah. using a camera app or whatever. You can still do all that. Heck, you yeah. can make phone calls if you want to. <laughs> um, but I mean, it does sound amazing. I just yeah, I just haven't been. I just think it's underrated because a lot of you can't see a, a lot of what it is until you literally see it. Yeah, until you're playing with it. Yeah. 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 But um yeah, I, I think people don't and, and it's made really well done. It's yeah. like good stuff. Every review I have seen actually, like not just you, I have seen other yeah. reviews and, and everybody's very positive about it. So yeah. Yeah. you just have to get it in your hands. It's one of those yeah. things. It's like guys, you just gotta taste that coke. 
Yeah. I'm talking about the soda. Coca-Cola, clearly. Yes, clearly. clearly. <laughs> this is a drug-free zone. <laughs> no crack projects here. No crack. Yeah, no crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we won't oh, go there. That's funny. Um, that's, that's funny. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, so that's that. That's the end of our show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what do you think... Why do you think now I, I want to I know this is going to sound really random, guys, but I got to tell you, I think on every movie set that I've ever been in. The C stand gets a bad rap. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really want to get C stands. They're so expensive, but I want to get they some. are stupid. It's expensive. my next like it's always on my wish list and always like, oh, somebody else won't have one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's not on my wish list because I have no space in my studio apartment for it. Um, but uh, it is. I it, make I mean, space. <laughs> Honey, you get but, your own bed, see, Stan. Oh, you see, I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> um I mean, I feel like every every filmmaker I've worked with. But uh, granted, I come from an indie area, so I've not been on. Yeah, the indie the indie filmmaker wants all the C stands. I know. And usually we can brought, only afford to have one on set. <laughs> an entire U-Haul truck full of C stands. Remember, there was an Jeez. intern there, and he was like, "So, what do we do?" And I'm like, "You're literally just standing there. Look at that truck full of C stands. Let's go. Bring them out. Set them mm-hmm. up. Put them over here. They'll be gone in ten minutes." Yeah. <laughs> because people use them for everything. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're very versatile. So. So I want to bring a C-stand. And speaking of being on set, okay, why do we insist? (laughs) I know why we do. So you've heard of filmmakers having a backup plan? Well, we have a backup plan to the backup plan. And then sometimes we need a backup to the backup plan that we backed up with another plan. (laughs) Right? Well, for myself, I'll be honest. I have been... No, no, no. I have been somebody that from from the beginning, like uh, once I realized that I could make a potential career out of being a performing artist because I start I, my, my background is in theater. Um, it was no other option for me. Like that was what I was going to do. And then I made the switch to film in 20, uh, 2011. And. And so it's I've never had a backup plan because I'm the ignorant guy that's like, I'm just going to do this. You know, Um, I'm the guy that's like, this is what my passion is. And so I don't care how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, Yeah. So I don't have a backup plan. Well, I bar 10 for supplemental income. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what happens is um, we bring everything. We bring everything and oh, then yeah. some. Like yeah. we don't just bring you don't just bring the one mic. You also bring the just in case mic, and then the other one in case the, you know, the real mic is out for some reason, and sure. the, the just in case mic just dropped on the way to you, and now you're stuck with this third mic. But at least you're gonna get the shot, right? Because yeah. you got that that mic. See. We bring so much gear to ours to, you know, to just, and I'm just talking about traditional filmmaking. 
We bring boxes and milk crates, right, full of stuff. We bring trucks full of stuff. Yeah. A lot of things this that stuff, never get touched during the shoot. Yep, a lot. But they need yeah. to be there just in case. Yeah. And that I wonder if we all need to get checked out by psychologists. <laughs> because we we're hoarding equipment we are really <laughs> yes um you know i'm sure somewhere there is somebody who says i almost got divorced because of the room right or something i don't know but we bring all this stuff and yeah. then here we are saying like we should really we don't really need this much to make a movie on a phone. And I think there is a little bit of a difference between the two. The phone is the entire studio, basically, on its own, if you think about it, right? Yeah, I mean, it absolutely it's is. Very it's very it's it, like it can, it can be the cutting room. It can be, you know, it can be everything. Yeah. Um, where, yeah. Whereas in traditional camera equipment, things are separated by sure. nature. Yeah. You know? A long time I ago, say, I used to I sell electronics, a- and I used to tell people, people used to buy those electronic sets that were like, oh, here's the receiver, here's, you know, here's like a, a CD player, and here's a blah, 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 and here comes the speakers, and it's all one unit. Yeah. And I used to tell people, no, don't do that. Buy things separately because, you know, you'll want the speakers from so-and-so, you'll want the sure. receiver from so-and-so, these make the best, and you're stuck with all one brand. If you do it the other way and you don't get the the quality, but that's not the case with phones and camera equipment at this rate, because if we're comparing the two, first of all, we shouldn't be, you know, back to back. Go ahead and say what you were going to say, because I think you're making my point too. Levi? I mean, I was just, I was going to say, I, I still continue to bring this stuff because I, you know, like when we shot Paralysis, we, we used uh, an entire room to store like, and we had a box full of sound equipment and a box full of light equipment and a box full of, you know, whatever. Um, and so it was like, uh, I, yeah, I, like I recognize that the phone is absolutely moving forward in that way. Um, that maybe less equipment is needed, but I still love to have it on set because I am that technology hoarder, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing is like, if your phone goes out, it's handy enough to get somebody else's phone. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Most likely like we use two model. Yeah. Yeah. You we know? used two for paralysis and they were different models, but we were yeah. fine with that, you know? Yeah. And I think the systems are getting easier. Yeah. As far as like, like in, in the older days, like you could t- really tell the difference between a Sony and a Sanyo sure. know, video camera or something. Um, and you're trying to, you know, develop continuity on a narrative film is really hard to do when you're using, you know, oh, yeah. changing up the format left and right. So, um, and some people can notice it. Um, Joey, yes. you're so quiet. We need to bring up something here. <laughs> well, I, no, I mean, get your I'm just like listening. Flowing. Yeah, I know, but you did that last time. You had a good excuse. <laughs> well, I didn't have a microphone. <laughs> well, because like I think though, like even though, even though, I mean, true, right? Like you, you don't really need a lot of equipment to tell a good story with the phone, right? But you know, that's like when you have extra pieces of equipment. That's I mean, it's supposed to serve to tell your story better, right? Yeah. So that's really just. I'm still yeah, in it's that. It's like you have more colors, right? Yeah, to, more to colors, paint. more techniques, more, you know. That's why I I don't think it's, I don't, like, having gear 
if you know how to use it, it's, it's not bad, right? Like, I know people yeah, swear yeah. by gear, but like, hey, man, if like, if your whole thing is just like, you know, like if your whole thing is a gimbal because everything is like you're always sweeping like your shots all the time, like, right. like you know, mm-hmm. it's a, then I don't know, maybe, okay. You know, then it kind of loses its appeal, kind of thing, right? But yeah, yeah. But sometimes you do need those cinematic movements, and and uh, yeah, and I think a gimbal is a lot easier to just kind of have rather than just you know having a slider or a dolly, you know, or whatever. So I'm a I'm a big gimbal guy, you know. I'm a big gimbal guy. <laughs> you know, I think there is one guy who uses the gimbal unlike any other, and he's very artistic with it. Do you know who I'm talking about, Levi? Uh, no. <laughs> he was in our film festival um during the pandemic. Oh. Which which film? He was a chore- choreographer, Jamo Lawrence. Oh, okay. I think I remember seeing a dancing film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would have to see it again, but uh, yeah. yeah. I, and He's yeah, I mean, some, there was there was a film that we put it on uh, mobile film stories uh, back then, and um. It is two guys on the beach mm. and 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 a song. Okay. And what he does with his core he's he's also been on our podcast. He's a choreographer. And the th- when Joey was just talking about the sweeping shots, he was talking about, you know, like on um the Marvels, you know, that when they when they come down, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the cameras like come down or something. Yeah, yeah. shot, and they're all like, and they get situated, you know, yeah. blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff he's doing. Yeah, those grandiose type movements with the camera that are like crane shots and stuff. And oh, it's yeah. him dancing and following along with it and doing those movements. Incredible, I mean, incredible. You were talking about Tangerine. We were both talking about Tangerine earlier. And mm-hmm. I remember watching that movie and there was a shot that um, it like the camera starts up by the sign of the motel that they're at. And it looks like a crane shot. And then it slowly comes down and it's um, walking behind the two um the two lead characters uh, as they're having a conversation. And I remember being amazed at how they did that. And I, I watched a behind the scenes and I mean, Sean Crane said, or not Sean Crane, sorry, Sean, um, (laughs) Sean Baker, (laughs) Sean Crane is somebody I went to college with. Hey, Sean, Um, (laughs) Sean Baker. Shout out. (laughs) Yeah. Just got a shout out. Uh, But uh, Sean Baker said that they had like, I think they had put it either on, it was either the end of a mop they had put uh, or they had put it, on, stepping ladder yeah well not even a step ladder because because it was a it was a smooth like crane like movement that it was moving forward and the camera was coming down um, mm. but they had done it either on the tripod and just held the tripod as high as they could and then slowly lowered it or they had put it on like a broom or a mop or something i know they did um, something with a with a ladder the v-type ladders that okay. you get up on yeah yeah. And I don't know exactly what they did after that, but I know that that yeah. had something to do with it. And but there, yeah, there's a, there's creative ways of yes. getting shots like that, even with a phone, yep. you know? Yeah. Especially with a phone. I mean, especially, like <laughs> yeah. I said before, when we shot Paralysis, the basement was so small. If we had a regular camera, we would not have been able to shoot in the basement. Look, I've seen videos from way when I first launched the festival 
that are of there there was one where a guy and his kid uh tie a phone a cell phone camera up on a balloon mm. at their balcony and they let mm-hmm. it go i think it was in new york and okay. then they let it go and then they went all the way out to the park uh wow. to find it but i guess they left their gps on sure uh, like but find it my went phone up yeah but it went up pretty high there, there's been, there's so many things you can do. There was a guy that yeah. sent us video, a video a long time ago. I think it's, well, let me, let me not name him because if I name some old school student from my day, <laughs> it might be the wrong one. Uh, That's funny. But anyways, yeah, he, uh, he put it, he tied the, um, he somehow stuck the phone on a train. Mm. And then captured it as the train is moving along. Interesting, yeah. And then he also tied it up to the track as the train is moving over, which he had to really secure because that thing shakes. Yeah. Um, as it's going through the track. There's all kinds of things. He did the same thing with a bicycle. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that you can do. Why bother with extra gear, guys? You can always just grab those broomsticks and things. No, you stop <laughs> it right now, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> but it is that's it is funny. good though to have and i think that's the main reason why we have it it's like well what if you know what if we need or what if the occasion comes up and that's where i've been with people and had some person i'm just gonna call him joe uh but joe says oh you know what if we're gonna if if you want to get a shot like that i got something that i haven't used that i know that will do it sure. for us. Yeah. And everybody just starts drooling. Oh my God, what could, what toy is Joe going to bring from his junk box? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, and it works and it's yeah. great. And they'll have a fun time talking about it later at the rap party. So, <laughs> I mean, one of our guys brought a fun little light that had different functions on it. It was like a little cube light, but it had different functions where one of them looked like a TV. One of them looked like, like it simulated what a TV does mm-hmm. or it, you know, like, so it was like, we ended up using that light a lot. Um, like, in our movie because it, it like had different settings that we could play with. So, um, versatility. Yeah. yeah, And versatility. Yeah. So some of the things like without me going over everything that I've got, cause I've got a, I've got a closet full of stuff too (laughs) that I've played around with throughout over the years and everything like that. Um, you know, it, I guess it doesn't hurt, you know, but just know that these are the kinds of things that you're not going to carry around with you every day. Yeah. These are the kind of things that a mobile filmmaker will take when they're on a shoot. They're planning but, on yeah, shooting. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure, though, like in pre-production, like, you know, if, if like the whole team would go over the script and like if the, the DP or director already has an idea for a particular thing, like you guys should know what yeah. to bring during this that particular yeah. shoot day. Like it's planned ahead yeah. of time. For oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. 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 And I will say I was making movies before I ever owned any gear. It was literally mm-hmm. just me. I like I you know, the ones that I shot in 2014, it was me. I had a baby tripod that like was like three inches. Well, it was probably like five inches, but like <laughs> I would carry it in my hands and then the phone was connected to it. Um, so we shot the entire uh, that that film that was in your festival, Susie, the yeah. first one, nine, 90 seconds to live. It was it was just me with uh with my phone on a very very small tripod 
Um, I didn't have sound equipment. I didn't have lighting equipment. So like you, if you have a compelling story and that film, like, you know, it was a tiny film, but it, it was in like three or four film festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have um, the same story just like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, um. So, I one of one of the first film festivals I ever entered about like I don't know maybe like fifteen years ago now. Um. It, it's like uh, the Philadelphia Film Festival. But, okay. Uh, Yay! Yeah. So a long time ago, <laughs> I I shot this uh this short film. It's it's an it's kind of like a serious action thing. It's a short film, but but I did it with this uh tripod that i bought from best buy it was like 35 dollars. okay and you know so i was also kind of like recording the or i was filming the event um you know just for me and one of the other filmmakers um saw me filming like uh you know the thing with with my camera and he pointed at my my tripod and he started laughing and he oh. was like what is that oh man right yeah. Yeah. That's and and I'm like, did I mean did that? Uh, my question is, how did that make you feel as as that person? Were you embarrassed? No. I mean, like he's nowhere, and I'm where I am right now. So clearly, yeah. it's never because his like he was already laughing at my gear, right? Then our movies yeah. like came out. He didn't win anything. So sure. So in the end, it's like it really just means like as long as it fits the like you're right. Like you know you could yeah. have like a broom or whatever to get a particular shot, yeah. but it that's not really. It's supposed to do a job, right? Yeah. So it's the, it's yeah. whatever's uh, supporting your yeah, story. Exactly. You know, you you could. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. One the reason we have three gimbals, we started paralysis with one gimbal, um, and the reason we have three is, and this is jankity. Um, uh, the the gimbal that I'd had that I owned, I had had for years. It was like I think when I had the six, it was that gimbal, and so there's a weight restriction on oh, that gimbal. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so it would it would um, freak out, right? If it's too heavy, it would freak yeah. out, and so in order to, <laughs> for the first few days of shooting paralysis. We would we would like get tape a rock to the other side of the gimbal yes. to counter the weight, uh-huh. um, and so and we did that for the first three days, and then my 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 lead actress was like, "This is ridiculous. I'm buying you a gimbal that is higher quality or not, high, but like has a higher weight thing." So she ended up buying us one, and then we ended up buying a third one um, before the end. Um, but yeah, for the first, I want to say three or four days, we we only had that small gimbal, and we were countering it with taping a rock, and you know yeah. it worked. You 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 can watch the shots, and you would never know it's, that. You exactly. Know? And <laughs> so yeah, and that's like the thing. I think I love hearing about filmmakers, creative yeah. ways. Yeah, it's the the you know what do you call it? Like shitty rigs, right? Yeah, shitty I rigs. Love, yeah, I love that concept because like we definitely do yeah. that, right? Like especially yeah, you know um you, the, like. Like certain certain ideas for certain shots, you know, there's no apparatus that's built for like an idea that you you know yeah. maybe something completely different that you thought of. Of course, right? So I mean, yeah, I told the story where we did the lazy Susan with the phone on it, and we just slowly <laughs> rotated the lazy Susan with the tripod on it, and that's how we got a awesome. shot in the film. So love yeah. love hearing that type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many there's so many ways that you can shoot so many different things and i think what yeah. happens is like the smartphone i mean come on it, it just is calling for like play with me 
You know, yeah. I could go anywhere. I can turn into anything. You know, you could put me on a on a kid's toy and um and use me in a different way and yeah i mean the first film that that the well it's not the first film but one of the first films that that won <laughs> in our film festival uh was michael corbell's um apple of my eye uh where he put it on his dad's uh, model train you mm. know and then he mm-hmm. also was shoot he used a crane shot basically he was like mm. and dolly shots and like maybe not a crane shot but for sure dolly shots big tripods and everything like that and put it on the on the on the track you know mm. for the dolly shots and stuff and that that little movie came out really good yeah, I mean, I also think that I feel like the phone, the the joy of the phone that you don't really get with other cameras because of the size of it, mm-hmm. it can really fit in, in, you know, nooks and crannies and you can see the world in a perspective that you've never seen it before, you know, like, like yes. just that idea of putting it on a model train and taking that, like, there's an, you could literally tell a story, put, put a phone on a model train, have it go around it four times and let the background story, like maybe it's a, a little boy who's watching it. And then like his family starts fighting in the background. like that. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's basically it's like a beautiful story you can tell there. It you know? is. It's a story about a grand, a grandfather who is in love with trains. Okay. Um, and he's in front of a store, you know, at, at the window um with his with his granddaughter i guess and mm-hmm. she asks him she's just gawk he's just gawking at it and she's like you know what do you you know what are you thinking grandpa or something and he says oh i was just remembering a story something to that regard i'm so sorry sure. michael corbell i'm hacking your movie here um <laughs> i'll throw a link to that one <laughs> yeah um, yeah so so the grandfather says, and that's a line that stick, sticks with me, is like, let me tell you a story. And mm-hmm. when he goes to tell that story, it's that train going for the ride, you know, through this yeah. huge thing that he's got in his backyard. It was his father. The thing is, his father uh, passed away um, not long after that. Hmm. Um, but he had that, you know. Um, yeah. The apple of my eye. Um, it's a really neat story, and yeah. I would I would um, just tell people to listen to episode one hundred. That one I know <laughs> <laughs> because it was our one hundredth episode. It was a special. It was with Michael Corbell, and he had a he he actually even got to talk to um, uh, Steve Jobs about that movie. Oh wow, that's cool. So that's very cool. Yeah. So, anyways. Things that you could do with the phone that you normally yeah. wouldn't do with a traditional camera. And why, you know what? Maybe the gear could be different. It doesn't have to be like big bloated gear, filmmaking it gear. Can it, it can be a rock. It can be a rock. It can be a preset. It can be rubber bands and, you know, shoes, old shoes. Yeah. I don't know. But, but I still think a C-stand would come in handy. A C-stand would be so handy. <laughs> 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 so do you guys have any um any anything that you'd like to say that you would think that would be some kind of a change 
or maybe an evolutionary movement of sorts for the uh, mobile filmmaking um, right. community? Yeah, I mean, that one too, right? So with with the advent of phones, right, obviously, and how everybody's kind of using it now, it's a, you know, it's a new screen that is part of, you know, everybody's, for most people's lives now, right? Like the concept of vertical cinema, like I, I know that, you know, some people are against it. Some people are like, you know, they have their thoughts about it. I just, I guess I'm just asking people here, like, you know, what their thoughts about it, right? Trash. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I'll let Levi take this one. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, I think I think my issue with it is I do feel like it would end up being a little bit of a gimmick. Um, and for me, I think if we're talking about, you know, it, let's use these tools uh, in a way that is um, propelling the story forward or, or that is, you know, useful in that way. Um, and I guess if it's if it's supporting a story or but if it's just a gimmick, um, I, I, I come from an art background and so I, I love when, when, uh, I can tell that, uh, a team has meticulously created the composition that I'm seeing on screen, you know, like I love some of my favorite movies are when you can almost take any frame and, and it print out the screenshot and it could be, uh, uh, in a, a piece of art on your wall, you know, like, because it's so well composed and I feel like, uh, there's just so much black space, um, on the left and the right when you shoot a uh, vertical that it just really takes away from the cinematic experience. Unless again, unless it was used in a, in a, in a creative way that supported the story, you right. know? Well, actually, that's actually a, uh, a funny thing that you say. You, you feel like there's a lot of black space on the sides in, in, yeah. for vertical filmmaking and not and not uh, not like the Horizontal. top or bottom. You don't feel like the because like, OK, so right now I'm actually I am working on a vertical cinema. Um, uh -huh. Sure. It's it's a uh, and I've been having difficulty in, in framing a lot of the couple of ideas of my shots that when I actually, you know, execute it, it's a little bit weird because I've noticed that I'm framing people differently and, and yeah. I have like a lot of negative space uh, above their head because I'm trying to balance out the, yes. you know, like, like their you torso. You step back so far out in order to get the whole picture. Well, no, no, right? no, no, no. So I'm, I'm purposefully trying to still frame it for a vertical shot but when i'm right. like mm -hmm. but if you were to film a person usually you know when we film like the 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 gold you know like the like the golden ratio right if you you know the yeah, three yeah. forts mm -hmm. or whatever right yeah where yeah. it's like the cross right. so it it, it, yeah. it makes sense because like how we see the world it's in the you know like in, uh, it we don't look at the world vertically right so yeah. now that i'm filming somebody and the, you know like if they're just it's a, like in a dialogue or they're saying something i notice that i have a lot of this negative space above their head because i'm trying to balance out what i think is negative space because it's just their torso or something like you know maybe the you know they yeah. act with their hands or whatever but they mm -hmm. don't like nobody is that super animated that their hands go up and down across their entire sure. torso so i'm having this difficulty filming and i think it's also kind of fun though doing like learning this Way. Like, yeah, sure. I, I don't think that people would like to watch a full film vertically. I know there was like that company before. I think they, it was called Quibi or. Yeah. Right? And they lasted for about a week. I know. Right. <laughs> but they did have yeah. some. 
they had that there one. There was a I, lot of shade at AFM yeah, for that. Yeah. Yeah. There was like two films, and I thought those kind of creative in, in terms of like there was this, uh, I forgot mm-hmm. what film it was, like he was in a car but like anytime you turn your phone you see the messages on his phone but then when you turn it back to like you know landscape it goes back to like cinematic mode they had like a really cool sure. interactive way of, of of presenting that film because you know he was like talking to people on the phone and he's like reading his messages and if you want to read his message like i said you just you turn your phone vertical and you get to see his message yeah i thought that was really cool but you know like like a phone is you know a screen now that people are are used to so oh yeah so, consuming da- yeah. yeah consuming content on yeah, yeah so like you know i i am trying to see what i can do with it like i have like good thing like my thing is a little more uh creative than just straight up just uh just you know like talking heads type of thing but yeah i'm having a very difficult time yeah i mean it, it does it sounds like a fun challenge and exercise it sounds like it would be something fun to um just to see what you can do and and if you can tell a com- I mean I, I think there's also you know you could do the thing where you also have four verticals right next to each other you know and fill the screen mm-hmm. like there's a lot of fun things I think that you can do in in um but then four verticals that. like next to each other that you just kind of have there like are, a normal there's some experimental I mean, yeah, films but, in but, our film festival from the beginning yes. that actually are like that there are like three or three paints yeah. and they alternate the story there was one really yeah, good there one. was one that happened this year yeah they yeah. They, they 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 this, this past year yeah they they uh it had to do with um with scenes, you know, with mountains and, and skies and things like this and, and trees. And then it would become kind of animated and go into the next one and mm. the next one. And then the other one would start and they would follow each other with some cool experimental music. And those, you could see them still on a 16 by 9 screen, but they were yeah. three three vertical, vertical yeah. images, uh, screens, basically. Yeah. So if it's something like that, yeah. But I mean, I I think there have been some actual feature films, and I'm I'm having a hard time remember which which they were a long time ago, uh, where they were having the different camera views, like they had all the camera views for certain people. Do you remember what this was, Levi or Joey? It was no. like. They were showing that, so they had like six cameras or something like that, and they were showing the expressions of someone close up here, hmm. and then it was like the, the was Brady this just bunch. a video on YouTube? It was like a grid, like the whole movie was a yeah. grid. Do you remember okay. this? Is it no? So it, it was. Oh, is really, it is it like uh, that horror film where where like it's. They're having like a, a Zoom call or a Skype oh, call host or something. No, it the was host. it was like the whole movie was done like that. I can't remember what it was now. <clears throat> now it's going to eat me up because um, it's it's not right for me to just sit here now and Google <laughs> what this was. But um, I shouldn't have brought it up. But it, it, it did come up. So whatever that movie was. Hey, guys, are you listening? Yeah. Uh, night. <laughs> You. Oh, not us. Other the guys. listeners. <laughs> They're always here. Don't yeah, forget I'm them. listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe, you know, you guys can tell me what that movie was, but it was basically like that. It was a, a continuous effect of cinematography through different screens on one screen. And they would have them playing out like here, this window, you know, window in window, picture in picture type thing. But 
all over the screen. It was really cool. Anyway, it interesting. Was, I think not for the whole movie, but maybe for as an effect. It can yeah, be I think done. I think it could be something used in a very effective way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so there you go. That's that's um, Levi's take on on that. But again, it's for <laughs> watching watching movies on on a phone. Then basically, right, Joey? Yeah, basically. Yeah, that was yeah. like I think that was what Quibi was for. I mean, I think people ultimately will watch wherever they want to. Oh but yeah. But to specifically um, watch a film in vertical, that's that's still kind of that's weird, still, right? Like I, I I still think it's weird, and I'm making one, right? So. I mean that's exciting, yeah. and I'm excited to see what you do with it. Like for a it's longer film, I can always a, just a... turn the screen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like initially, I watch um, you know like oh here here's an ad for a movie or here's whatever for a movie, and it's like fine. I'll watch the initial. I'm not gonna go unlock the phone and turn it sideways for a, a, a three second trailer, basically. But once I go okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch more of that, even if it's a news story. It's like mm. I'll just. Flip it sideways mm. at that rate. Yeah. It is good. It's kind of funny though, because when you know now that I'm seeing with TikTok and everything, and the people that are trying like certain aspects of like of filmmaking, like through this short form content yeah. video, whatever. Yeah. It's a challenge, right? It's it, but it's it's funny. It's like seeing people learn about filmmaking it's, for it's the first frustrating. time it's frustrating it's so it is frustrating, frustrating because but like, because like everybody it, only focuses on one aspect of filmmaking like i know for a while here it's like transitions like oh it's it's a, it's called a match uh, cut like lady you know like yeah, but yeah, that, that's their yes. whole the, but that's their whole like instagram or that's their whole tiktok and yep. it, and like some of them are creative but you know that but that's their content like i hate saying that word right (laughs) no no but it's 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 like there's there was a guy who's who's like literally just doing cinematic tiktoks and it's like it it but but he's he's doing i mean it's it's (laughs) it's he's he sets up a scene and he he like has figured out how to like light it and make it look moody and then like he puts (laughs) somber music under it and people are like this is amazing this is so beautiful and i'm like you guys, he's just doing what a fucking, yeah. like, it's so frustrating to me. I'm like, it's called filmmaking, like, you know? It's called filmmaking. Oh he's he's actually, like, you're all talking about how beautiful yeah. this is. It's, I, yeah. I actually had, I have this script somewhere, and I, I know I want to do a sketch on, on our YouTube channel where, like, I, I meet a new filmmaker, like a new age filmmaker, and it's somebody with a phone, and they just, like, just run around and, like, just makes crazy fucking movements with their with their phone and i'll be like what is this like that those i had this whole sketch for that but i never got to do it i mean that that's a funny idea because i do feel like that's what's kind of what's happening it's like there's a bunch of reels like that on instagram channels that that's all they do but that's the thing let me watch me dip my phone into the river yeah exactly dip it out you know but it's funny because like it's really just it's they're just they're literally learning filmmaking like piece by piece (laughs) right and it's funny if like i don't know if it would ever uh like blow their mind be like oh yeah and you do that with a story that lasts more than say three minutes (laughs) (laughs) then you have a scene (laughs) yeah and then you can make a movie right (laughs) but then it it would just kind of and it, it literally is stitching it, it is. I mean, you're literally stitching things yeah. together. I mean, yeah. the whole the whole concept of storytelling is the timeline. Right. 
mm-hmm. know, and that's how we edit them. And that's how we write them. That's how everything, that's why stories to me is like, oh my God, do people not realize stories is more powerful than money? Because it is, because it's everywhere and everything. You can't kill it. I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't kill my story. <laughs> yeah. No, but I you mean, cause, cause kill if, oh yeah. And cause somebody's going to retell it, you know? Us. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and, but we're the ones, we're the ones that are turning stories left and right, even the same stories left and right, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. from different perspectives. And even the story you told today, if you tried to tell it tomorrow, it wouldn't come out the same. Yeah. You're not even the same person right now as you will be 10 minutes from now. I mean, technically speaking, obviously. I, and so, I would like to I would like to argue though that it's also because of the phone that maybe people's uh like attention span for stories have become shorter. Right? I would No, say, I mean that's not an argument. I agree yeah, with no, that. No, I would say social that media more than it's yeah. not so much the phone, it's the the amount of media coming at you because it's not just a phone. It's when you walk okay, when you walk into a restaurant now they have screens everywhere mm-hmm. and they're advertising to you. The freaking menu probably just comes alive. And if there's a QR code, there you go. But yeah. what I'm saying is like, it's the amount of media that has gone crazy and we, and they are closer and closer to us. They're inside the house at first. They were on the TV set or on the radio, right? If you want to go back a thousand years, <laughs> whatever that, <laughs> that was, you know, but it's like, it's the amount of media that has given us this short attention span. The phone is a part of the amount of media that we're consuming, right. but I wouldn't say and how it's, we're consuming. I, I, yeah, I think if if it wasn't the phone, we'd have some other way. Remember yeah. I those? I mean, technology has become accessible, those, right? And I you think know that's those really portraits, yeah. portraits for photographs, mm-hmm. which are now you just plug in your usb drive and there's all your photos and they're just flashing by mm-hmm. you know while they're just sitting there don't even go through a photo album i haven't touched a photo album in forever <laughs> uh, they're all on my phone you know i actually just printed out uh, a lot of the photos on my phone and i've turned one of the walls Aww. in my apartment into sort of like a gallery so is it all our from our film festival no i'm just <laughs> kidding <laughs> Sadly, the film festival is not actually on the wall. It's it's, it's damn it. Uh, we didn't make it. <laughs> but yeah, it, I think it's a lot of the media that we're consuming, and at the same time, it feels like in many ways, the media itself is telling us about how ignorant people are at consuming media. I mean, you know, I have I have like a crazy conspiracy theory for that, but I'm not going to share it on here because I'm going to look crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, now you're I'm just going to tease you us. On Instagram. Oh, no, no. And, yeah, I, I don't think like, I should say it on here. He doesn't have to. You don't have to yeah. pressure him. Well, but at least I'll just put a hole in the story of this episode <laughs> yeah, right. and yeah. just leave it. It's there a cliffhanger. The it's breeze. a cliffhanger, Susie. Well, it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> I think the, the making technology so accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, like it, we as like uh, there's people that can find ways to cheapen it, right? And that's the same thing when like you know before when uh, digital you know uh, digital video came out and there are a lot uh, more filmmakers that could learn because now it's accessible. 
it's it's now it's like you know on a like a larger degree with phones now everybody could make a movie people could just have a very simple uh you know just they could just set up a camera and just stare at themselves for an hour and like that's a film because yeah because i i because I say yeah. so, because, you know, because I created it, because it's content, because right. it's... Yeah, yeah. don't mess with my my artist yeah. um, sense of self-being or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I think that's a yeah. topic for another, <laughs> for another episode. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, 2024, I mean, I don't know, for mobile filmmakers, what, you know, and it's hard to stay on this, but like for mobile filmmakers... I think for for one thing that's happened over the last four years or so is more feature films. More people are starting to make feature films. And there's also, at the same time, generally, there is more, I think, of a, how would you call it, appreciation for short films than there were a few years ago. And I, do you guys notice that too? Um, I mean, I think I, th- I think in the f- film festival sort of world, I I see that. Um, I see a lot of appreciation for short films in the film festival world, but I do think uh, it's still very hard to. I mean, it's impossible to make a career out of short oh, yeah. films. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it's it's and so like. Um, well, some would say it's hard to make a career in film, anyways. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. Um, but but I do think uh, I do think that uh, I, I think there is an, an appreciation. I think YouTube has made these things accessible to us. So I think a lot of people do end up finding short films on YouTube and spending you know fifteen twenty minutes watching a short film. Um, and me, but, I find it harder to look at anything on YouTube anymore. That's even five minutes because of the. The ads it's just gotten too, oh the ads are so frustrating yeah. now yeah i mean that's on every social media platform though yeah amazon's gonna bring ads <laughs> i'm like okay so then i'll just go check out tubi <laughs> yeah i love tubi it's i free. do but yeah, yeah. tubi yeah. tubi is amazing <laughs> yep. i do love Tubi. we're on there we're on there with yeah. our stupid film <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I also hope that mobile filmmakers will continue to unite and form things together that will benefit each other more, especially in the world of streaming and distribution. I think I touched a little bit about this, about what you can do. And I know, I think the strikes had just started, so a lot of people were thinking about, oh, we can't make money off the streamers. Well, no, because they're the ones holding the bag. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I'm saying is that there's a way that, and maybe we should talk about that someday um, in a whole other episode, about empowering yourselves with your films by forming communities with filmmakers, Mm -hmm. uh, where you could do the same thing and form your own streaming networks. And maybe... You know, bring in some short films, not just feature films, into the mix. Because all the other streamers, for the most part, are showing, you know, like Amazon, Tubi, all of those. It's all feature films. They, I mean, yes, I do think this is a topic for another day. But uh, it is something that, 
even when I went to AFM, it was something that uh, came up in one of the conferences where people were asking about why short films are not on the streaming services. And ultimately, what they said at AFM, the people on the panel, was it comes down to money, and mm-hmm. um, there is there is not they have not found a way to make money out of short films, so they don't see a need to invest in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, but it, yeah. Anyway, I think it's a, I think it's a good topic. But I yeah, I think that's a, yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway. So, all right, then twenty four is looking good, right, guys? Yes, heck yeah, guys. Twenty twenty four. It's all about you and yeah. your stories. Do it your way. The Susie. It's the fade into film slogan. It's no other slogan. <laughs> have it your way with fade into film. Not have it your way. <laughs> Tell it your way. Tell it your way. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your story yeah. your way with your phone. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. Uh, there's there's not going to be a big claim as the last sentence for this episode, except for to tell you that right now we are spilling out the pixie dust and wishing you all the very very best and most magical, happy 2024, which started a couple weeks ago. Um. <laughs> but hey, we've got a whole year ahead of us, huh, Levi? Huh, yeah, let's take this year on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's take it on by the dragon thorns. Horns. Horns. Yeah. Yeah. The drag horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the drag horns. <laughs> All right. Sounds hey, like a good, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Say good night to our listeners. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next time.